रोज रज निज मन मुकुर सुधारी भर रघुपर विमल जसू जो दायक फल चारी मुंतहीन तनु जानी के सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मोही हर हु कलेश जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर बिक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवारी सुमति के संगी कंचन बरन बिराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा आत बज्र औजा बिराजे कांधे मूज जने साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन विद्यावान अति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनी बेको रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी सियही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरी लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर समारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाय श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाय रघुपति की नी बहुत बढ़ाई तुम मम प्रिय भरत ही सम भाई सहस बदन तुम रोजस गावे अस कहे श्रीपति कंठ लगावे संका दिक ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम कुबेर दिक पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सखे कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीना राम मिलाय राजपत दीना तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मुद्रिका मैली मुख माही जल दिलांगी गए अच्छ रजनाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम्हरे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लही तुम्हारी शरण तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाक ते खापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छोड़ावे मन क्रम वचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा 
और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारी असुर निकंदन राम दुलारे अष्ट सिद्धि नव निधि के दाता अस पर दीन चाद की माता राम रसायन तुम्हरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबरपुर जाय जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चित्त न धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुबेरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी बासुक होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा होए सिद्ध साखी गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की चैनात हृदय बहडेरा पवतरे संकट हरण मंगल मूरतीप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुरभूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय भवन सुत हनुमान की जय उमापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सतन की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान It has been a nice, refreshing break. I hope it was nice. Lots of learning. Yes, Grihastashram. I think is the best platform to learn. Doing what we do, interacting with people, we learn. Yes, we are blessed to be Grihasthis because it's. daily learning and daily we evolve such is the bliss of this ashram now the grath we are studying right now is shrimad bhagavat mahapuran and we have reached the ninth book right the ninth book of shrimad bhagavat mahapuran and when we touched the ninth book of shrimad bhagavat mahapuran the word rab came because in the ninth book they talked about suryavanshis and chandravanshis so when we were talking about ikshvakus and all the descendants and ancestors ancestors rab ji played a very prominent role so we could not resist and during the lockdown period we did the vibhishan gita completely in depth because it is like an encyclopedia of 
in-depth encyclopedia of what all is needed to be completely human. When they say Manur Bhav, that is what they mean. And Vibhishan Gita, just like our Bhagavad Gita, they were not told at the time of peace when one was sitting in the house without any tensions. No. Both, the similarity between both is that they have been narrated in the middle of the battlefield. Because that is the right test. In the midst of a storm, how calm can one be? In the midst of adversities, how composed can one be? In the midst of failures, how capable is one to rise up and try again? That is what our scriptures are all about. Yesterday, all day, I was thinking about how to restart the sessions. And the thought came to me that many a times when we start a journey, initially we remember why we are doing something. But as we walk forward, we tend to forget. right? We tend to forget what was the main objective of starting on a particular journey. And that is when the problem arises. The minute the main mission, the objective and the vision is lost, the journey becomes shaky and many a times the people who are treading stop and leave the path, leave the journey. They don't reach the goal because they don't remember the goal. They've forgotten the objective. So let's revisit the reason of reading these scriptures, the reason of understanding these scriptures. What was the main reason of starting on this journey? The main reason of starting on this journey was to become humans. Nothing else. As we keep saying, Sanatan Dharma is a way of life. It is beyond rituals and religion. It is beyond even uh, gods and demigods, I would say. It is a way of life where each and every person can become a better human being. I can become a better me. You can become a better you. There is variety in the garden of God. Variety, isn't it? Every flower is different from the other. But each flower can bloom to the best of its ability. That is what the scriptures do. That is what is the objective of understanding the scriptures. You and me, let's bloom. Let the fragrance spread. Let this world become a better place. That is the main simple objective. To become a better me, to become a better you. Beyond that, there is nothing much to say. However, it's difficult, isn't it? If somebody says, you have to become a better you, the question will arise, how, what should we do, how should we behave, what, sh- what should be our uh, practices. So many things arise. 
what do you beat by a better you right then they will say you have to tap into your satchitanand swarup now we'll say what is a satchitanand swarup what is the satchitanand swarup what is the concept of satchitanand swarup who is satchitanand swarup i am satchitanand swarup fir what is satchitanand swarup so many questions repeated questions again the what said why said what said why said house the scriptures help us at that with different stories with different examples with different concepts they teach us that you are divine you can blossom to be the best you the kindest you the most compassionate of you and if each of us blossom to be the best and the most compassionate the entire garden becomes beautiful the garden is the world isn't it what stops us from blossoming what stops us from blossoming is that we feel that the scriptures are not meant for us these are meant for sadhus sadhyasis the people who are in the quest of god what is god then all good is god simple but there will say there is evil in this world also so many questions at the scriptures if we listen to them and if we learn them with a open heart and a open mind they reveal the secrets they answer all our questions let's take an example let's do a few stories today let's do the story of shukdev ji who shukdev ji he is the one who is narrating shripad bhagavat mahapurana to raja parikshit raja parikshit has only 7 days to live again we all have only 7 days to live a raja parikshit awakens and he says what does he ask two simple questions what should be done under all circumstances by a man who is under the verge of death and what should be done by a man in general what should a mortal do at all times and under all circumstances it is like how should what die when we die when it's when we are taking our last breath there should be a smile on our faces isn't it a regret free smile telling us that i lived to the best of my ability i did the best i could i helped all those who came by way i put a smile on somebody else's face every single day that is when there will be no regret when life is led for others at the benefit of others you sleep better also and you die better also so now he saying if i want to die like that what should i do what should they hear what should they repeat what should they keep in their mind what should they resort to what should they avoid yes and who is answering all these questions shukdev ji who is shukdev ji he is the son of vedvyas ji who is vedvyas ji 
ही इज दी ऑथर ऑफ श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण राइट ही रोट द श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण बट वेन राजा परीक्षित वॉन्टेड समी टू डरेट इट हु केम फॉरवर्ड शुकदेव जी इवन वेद व्यास जी डि नॉट कम फॉरवर्ड वाई बिकॉज शुकदेव जी वॉज द अधिकारी ही वॉज मोर केपेबल देन दी ऑथर हिमसेल्फ टू डरेट द स्क्रिप्चर वाई बिकॉज ही हैड इम्बाइब्ड एवरी बिट ऑफ इट इन हिज लाइफ एंड हु वॉज शुकदेव जीज गुरु शुकदेव जीज गुरु वॉज यू वुड लाइक टू डो Let's figure it out. Let's see who was Shukdev Ji's guru, because once upon a time Shukdev Ji had no guru, but he was very learned, blessed from the very beginning. He was complete in the knowledge of the scriptures, in the knowledge of the grants, all the rituals. He was divine in himself. And one day he wanted to visit a beautiful temple, very renowned temple, Vishnu Temple. He went. and at the door there were gatekeepers now these gatekeepers get really really make a big difference right so they asked who are you he said i am shukdev i have come to see the deity let me in the temple they said okay so we agree you are shukdev ji but can you please tell us the name of your guru shukdev ji said i don't have a guru oh we are very sorry dear sage But if you do not have a guru, you cannot enter the temple of our Lord. That is the main requirement. And Shukdev Ji got very irritated. He said, "What do you mean? Do you know who I am? I am Shukdev. My father is Vedvyas Ji, and you are telling me that I cannot enter the temple just because I don't have a guru." The gatekeepers joined their hands and they said, "Yes, that is the rule." because a person who does not have a guru is not eligible to meet the lord shukdev ji started fuming he said what nonsense do you do you even know what you are saying these people joined their hands kept quiet and they asked shukdev ji to leave shukdev ji was very very upset he said i really really wanted to do darshan these people did not let me in so he went straight back to his father who vedvyas ji he went to his father and he said father give me diksha vedvyas ji said what happened he said see i wanted to enter the temple and just because i don't have a guru they did not allow me to enter so you are vedvyas the great vedvyas the author of so many purads the author of mahabharat can you please give me diksha so that i have a guru and i can enter the temple the vedvyas ji became very quiet he said i cannot give you diksha i cannot give you diksha <gasps> shukdev ji said why what wrong have i done everything you know how learned i am he said yes you are very learned but i am not fit to you be your guru your guru is somebody else you have to go and seek diksha from him Shukdev ji said okay fine no problem please tell me who my guru is Vedvyas ji smiled and said your guru the one you should take diksha from is maharaja janak yes raja janak basita's father Shukdev ji almost flipped he said raja janak 
the one who lives at that big palace with all the opulences. He is a grihast. He has a family. He is leading a noble life. And I am a sannyasi. Shukadev, Baal Brahmachari. And I should go and take diksha from him. Father, you must be mistaken. Vedvyasji said, It is not nice of you to demean Raja Janak. He is the only one who can give you diksha. He is the only one fit to be your guru. Shukadevji said, He will be my guru or I should be his guru. Vedvyasji said, This is not right, Shukadev. Go to Raja Janak and seek his blessings. And if he feels that you are fit, he will make you his student and give you diksha. Saying this, Vedvyashi went away. Now, Shukdevji did not like the idea at all. Of course, he was a sadhyasi. He was Shukdevji, the great Shukdevji. And he had to go to a mere householder to take diksha. How is this possible? But then he realized that unless and until he got diksha, had a guru, he would not be allowed to have darshan. So he said, okay, if this is what it is, let me go and check out this Raja Janak. Who is he? Why is he held so high? Why is he regarded so highly by my father? Let me just go. And he went. He would walk on the journey. He would go and halfway, midway or three-fourths into the journey, he could not carry himself forward. He would say, what am I getting into? How can Raja Janak even be close to being my guru? And he would walk back. Again, second time, he would start walking, taking the journey. And again, he would walk back. He could not believe this. And this happened. This kept happening six times, seven times, eight times. He would keep doing this when Narad Muni felt really sorry. Narad Muni thought that such a great devotee of God, a Puddhya Atma who has done so much of tap, is ruining himself by doubting a disciple, by doubting a Maharishi. By not having faith in the words of his father also. And I should help him. So what he did is, Narad Muni disguised himself. And on the way from the ashram to Janakpuri, Raja Janak, where Raja Janak would stay, there was a river. A nice beautiful river, river would flow. So what Raja Janak, uh, sorry, Narad Muni did was, he would stand there in a disguise and he th- started throwing sand. He would throw sand in the river full day. And that was the spot on the way back, like, you know, where uh, Shukdevji would go and three-fourths down the road, he would feel, no, no, no. Three-fourths into his journey, he will feel, no, this is not happening to me. Raja Jana cannot be my guru. He would return back and he would sit down on a stone next to the river. Right next to it, Narad Muni, in a disguise, started throwing sand into the river. Chukdeji would look at him. One hour went by, two hours went by, three hours went by, and time went by. But Chukdevji could not take it anymore. He went to this man and he said, What are you doing? You spent the entire day throwing sand into the river. What is your objective? Now this man disguised man, okay, because Narad Muni had disguised into a man. He said, I am trying to build a dam here. Build a dam? Oof! How can you build a dam like this just by throwing sand 
into the river you're foolish you've wasted your entire day at that time this man turned back and looked at shukdev ji and said i have just wasted a couple of hours by doing what you are doing by doubting such a great sage and by not going on you have already wasted the punya you had gathered in 12 births stop it you are ruining your life worth of efforts your punya are going down the drain shukdev ji got shocked he realized and he rushed he rushed towards janakpuri and he went in and he said i am shukdev ji the son of vedvyas ji i have come here to see raja janak tell him but the guards again again the guards yes again the guards said we cannot let you in without raja janak's permission we'll have to go and ask so why don't you stand in the corner till raja janak calls you he said raja janak will definitely call me take me in i'm shukdev he said no sir sage please wait next to the door as and when raja janak has time when he calls you we will let you in now shukdev ji said okay and what did he do he stood next to the gate right next to the gate there was a bin of trash so he kept standing there and the guards went in and informed raja janak that shukdev ji has come and he is waiting raja janak said it's all right let him wait i'll call him later and the guard says raja janak is busy he will call you later he has asked you to wait again shukdev ji started fuming busy this is how a sage should be treated a sage like me shukdev a son of vedvyas ji he stood there and now again he was a bit uncomfortable but now he had decided that he is going to take his diksha and then he'll go he is not going to budge now so he kept standing there and unfortunately every time somebody would throw trash in the bin it would hit shukdev ji also in spite of this shukdev ji did not move because he was determined now that he has to meet raja janak but while he was waiting he looked around he looked at the opulences he looked at the cards he looked at the celebrations and he thought what kind of a worldly person is raja janak and i have to take diksha from him but let me give him a benefit of doubt i don't know what my father was thinking again his mind is wandering but he kept waiting and it is said some say it was days some say it was months after which raja janak actually called shukdev ji and when summoned shukdev ji came in sight and when he entered the palace what did he see glitter and gold there were spreads of food of all kind nartakis and the sabha was glamorous and he looked at raja janak decked from head to toe with jewelry and rubies at the crowd oh my god at the clothes such opulence and shukdev ji again thought to himself i think i should not have waited so long to get diksha from him at where he reached there 
Raja Jarak stood up. He said, I'm sorry. It took me a while. There were some important matters that I had to address. Tell me, what can I do for you? Again, he said, what can I do for you? He said, I need Diksha from you. I want you to be my guru. I need Diksha from you. And Raja Jarak said, please ask for anything else, but I cannot make you my disciple. Huh? Shukdev ji said, you are refusing me as a disciple. Raja Jarak said, yes, yes. You can take anything else that you want from me, but I cannot make you my disciple. You don't fit the criteria of becoming my disciple. Shukdev ji was totally upset. And Raja Jarak said, but any which ways, now that you have come and you have waited for so long and you are a rishi and you are Vedvyasji's son, we will hold a fest for you. And we would like you to enjoy the fest, see the celebration because you have come to our city. And lots of things were organized, but there was a condition. Raja Jarak said that you have to hold this bowl of oil filled to the brim and while you enjoy all that I have put together for you, there will be a big, hefty man walking with a big, long sword behind you. The minute even one drop of oil spills from the bowl, which is filled to the brim, he will chop off your head. Shukdev ji said, what kind of athitya is this? Is this how you treat your guests? But he did not say anything. He was just thinking about it. And he said, okay, let, let it be then. So he started going and he was so cautious with the bowl in his hand, he would not budge. He kept looking at the bowl, full focus on the bowl because one dropped down and his head falls off. And he walked and he walked and walked. There were food of all kinds, there was music and dance, there was decoration and flower and there were swings of all natures. There was a mela going on. However, Shuk Devji's eyes were totally focused on the bowl because he knew one dropped down and his head will get chopped off. And in the evening, after a day-long journey through the city, Shukdevji came back and he put that bowl on the table and then he took a breath of relief. <sighs> he said, Raja Tadak said, How did you like my city? In all the decoration, the flour, the food. What did you like best in the food? He said, I did not even drink a sip of water the entire day. Raja Jadak said, why? There was so much to offer. Yet you did not have anything. You did not see anything. You don't remember anything. He said, no, how could I? You had given me a bowl full of oil. And this man walking behind me with a sword. I had to be sure not to drop even a not to drop, not to spill even a drop of oil. And Raja Janak smiled. And by saying this, Shukdevji suddenly realized, Oh my God, I was judging Raja Janak. He is truly worthy of being my guru. And when Shukdevji's eyes looked at him, and Raja Janak was smiling. Raja Janak said, So you have learned the lesson, isn't it? 
at the bits of everything, at the bits of my family, at the bits of all the opulences, at the bits of mundane routines, at the bits of all the riches. I also live my life totally focused on the Lord. Totally focused because I tell myself, who knows, where will be that moment when he is going to take my breath away and if that very moment my thought is with then not with my Lord I would have wasted my entire birth not one moment goes Shukdev Ji when my mind is not fixed on the Lord just like your mind was fixed on that bowl of oil Shukdev Ji felt so so sad about judging this divine person just because of where he was and what he was, he thought he could not be his guru. A guru can be found anywhere, in any circumstance. So now he said, Okay then, I have learned my lesson. I apologize. Please give me Diksha. I should not have judged you. I hope you will be able to forgive me. Raja Janak said, Not at all. Don't worry. And while they were talking, suddenly a soldier ran in. Raja Janak, Raja Janak. There is a fire. There is a fire in the city. Please, Raja Jadak said, try to put it off. Try to put it off. After a while, the soldiers came in again. Oh, the fire is roaring and raging. Nobody is able to contain it. It is moving towards the palace. It is moving towards the gates of the city now. It is entering the palace slowly. Raja Jadak said, if we can't contain it, we have to just let it be and surrender to the will of the Lord. Now again, Shukdev Ji had a doubt. He said, what kind of a king is he? He's saying, surrender to the will of the Lord. Should he run out and save his belongings, save his things? Now Raja Janak said, we have tried our best. If it is not working, it's all right. What can we do? At that very moment, Shukdev Ji realized, oh my God. They said that the fire has reached the gate of the palace. And when I came in, I ref left my little portly, you know, my little bag with my kamandalu and a piece of cloth next to the garbage bin where I was sitting at the door. Oh my God, with the fire, my, my portly, my little bag will get burned. I have to run and get it. And Shukdevji was about to run out. The soldiers and the paddock suddenly stopped. And Raja Janak said, Dear son, dear Shukdevji, you were judging me, right? You said that I live in such opulences. Hence, I must be attached. But my entire kingdom was catching fire. Yet, I was not moved. And you were running to the gate to get your portly, which had just a kamandalu and a cloth. Now tell me, Shukdev, who is more attached, you or me? Shukdevji this time just fell at the feet of Raja Janak. He said, Guruji, I have learnt my lesson. No amount of knowledge could have substituted for what you have taught me. Please make me your disciple, Raja Janak. I am ready. And Raja Janak gave Diksha to Shukdevji. Beautiful, isn't it? Who is divine, who is not, 
is nobody's judgment, nobody's call. Why judge anybody? Till we walk in somebody's shoes, we have no right to commit on their living. And Shukdev Ji learned this. Just because somebody is a grihasti, it does not make him a lowly person. And just because somebody is draped in saffron, it does not make him the greatest sage. Nowhere in our scriptures is there a mention that only a sadhu or a sannyasi is capable of reaching the Lord. Raja Janak was a grihasti, just like you and me. But he was capable of being the guru of the greatest Shukdevji. That Shukdevji who took the acid when Agastya Muni, Vedvyasji, all the greatest of rishis, Durvasa and all did not take the asan because they thought that they were not fit to give the gyan of Bhagavatam to Parakshit. That Shukdevji had his guru. His guru is Raja Janaka. So where is the complication of only a grihasti or only a sadyasi or this is a very particular lifestyle that you have to follow to be a good soul, to be close to God, to be liberated. Do where is it mentioned? Do where is it mentioned? Our scriptures are such. They don't distinguish, they don't discriminate. Anybody, right now, this minute, get get liberated. No matter which surrounding, no matter which circumstance you are in. The circumstances and the situation do not define you. And this Shukdevji is narrating the Srimad Bhagavad Mahapurana to all of us. Why is it essential to know all this about Shukdevji, because he knows that Srimad Bhagavad Mahapurana has to benefit everybody, no matter what their endeavor is. Just to get close to God, are our scriptures needed? What is the meaning of getting close to God? Where is God? Is he sitting in some heaven? Maybe, yes. But that same God lies within me also. Our scriptures tell us that we are nothing but the divine. The only problem is we have been covered by a veil of darkness, of vices. And once we remove all the darkness and the vices, we will become just like the divine Lord. We have the same qualities. In fact, they go on to say, Tattvam asi ahabrabhaspi. I am that, that is me. What stops us? What stops us then to become becoming divine? What keeps us away from these beautiful scriptures? Who can help us become a better us? You know what keeps us away? The thought that this is for religious people, you know. 
This is not for us. This is as important for a grihasthi as a sadhyasi. It is as important for a student as a corporate person. It is as important for a laborer as a mother. Every person will benefit by it because it does not matter what kind of work you are doing. The minute you become more stable, more composed, more calm, anything that you take over, any endeavor that you take over is going to be accomplished beautifully. Yes? The scriptures don't want to make you into a sadhu. The scriptures don't want to make you into a sannyasi. The scriptures don't demand that you leave certain things. No. Shukdevji learned this. Raja Janak did not leave anything. He left attachment. Shukdevji did not have anything. But he learned that he still had attachment. Anybody can become divine in wherever, whatever they do. That is the job of a scripture. It is our culture. It is our upbringing. It is what we are. It is the basis of our existence. It is knowing ourselves and our potentials. That is what scriptures do. They help us know ourselves. And unless and until we know ourselves, unless and until we know what is my potential, how will we operate to the utmost level? Unless and until the student knows what is his potential, will he be able to operate or study or get the highest course? Unless and until a runner knows the best of speed at which he can run, would he be able to have a high goal? We need to know ourselves. We need to be honest to ourselves. Scriptures help us know ourselves. Scriptures help us be honest to ourselves. Scriptures help us accept our weaknesses. Scriptures help us forgive ourselves, accept our flaws and rise beyond them. They cleanse and they cleanse and they cleanse. It is as right and valuable for a student as it is to a sadhu and sannyasi. And with this mindset, when we read the scriptures, we'll benefit. We will. There's no doubt about it. And the story of Shukdevji and Raja Janak, it tells us very clearly there is no guarantee that a sadhyasi is elevated and there is no guarantee that a grist is not elevated. There is no one situation. And this was a play. It was a beautiful play by Raja Janak, Ved Vyas and Shukdevji. Shukdevji was great. And so was Raja Janak and Ved Vyasji. They did all this for us to realize that we as Grihasthis are capable of reaching the divine, reaching our utmost potential, where we are, right here, doing what we are doing. And that is what the entire Bhagavad is all about. 
if we have a better understanding of ourselves if we have a better understanding of the creation if we have a better understanding of brahman that divine one if we have a better understanding of what maya is and what she does maya is delusion would we be in a better position to act yes we would be so this chatushloki bhagavat was given to prabhaji but he was very confused it was given to prabhaji and only four shlokas were told the first shloka told talked about prabhat that divide one lord the second shloka talked about maya i am prabhat and this is my maya the third shloka thought about this world this creation so there is one brahman there is his maya and then there is this creation and how to reach the self or the brahman how to break the shackles of maya how to understand what is real and what is not real in this world and reach the self is the fourth shloka and this was expanded by vedvyas ji for our benefit and it has now 18000 shlokas and these 18000 shlokas are divided into various books right at first book talks about the adhikari skand who is the adhikari of bhagavat who is the adhikari of bhagavat anybody is the adhikari of bhagavat but that person who is willing to listen with an open mind is an adhikari of bhagavat and nobody or most people are not willing to listen with an open mind we come with a lot of baggages we come with a lot of preconceived notions for that to remove the baggages to remove our preconceived notions what do we have to do we have to do sadhana and the second book taught us about what kind of sadhana to undertake to become an adhikari of bhagavat adhikari is a person who listens with an open mind who is wanting to understand wanting to implement wanting to listen to it and take it to his heart not just listen from one ear and throw it out of the ear other ear listen to it and judge no listen and accept for that you need sadhana so in the book 2 we talked about sadhana in book 3 we talked about sarg we talked about this creation and and the book 4 talked about Visarg, different species. How everything was happened. How everything happened. We talked about tatvagyan. Sarg and visarg. When we saw the creation, the life of Brahma and the multiverses, we should realize that they are not trying to scare us and overwhelm us by the magnitude of the creation, but they are telling us that this is the creation. which is beyond beyond your comprehension and it is but a mere play of shadow a mere play or mere spark probably in the garden of lights of the lord kuch bhi nahi hai ye creation bhi jab bhi creation hi kuch nahi hai to hum kya hai and then we talked about stiti how is the world upheld where who holds who nurtures then we talked about portion who does portion of this world who provides the life sustaining water where the earth dries up and then we went on to understand utis 
these are the different desires that arise in us. What are the different desires? Many a times we don't even understand what are the different kind of desires that arise in us. And then, Manvantars were discussed. Manvantars are what kind of desire lead to what kind of different karmas. And through a lot of different stories, we were told about how to overcome these desires, how to overcome our vices. And in the ninth book, they talk about Ishinu Katha. Suryavaj and Chandravaj. There, they are talking about eradication of vastas. Because vastas are those that we carry from birth to birth to birth. We look at somebody and we suddenly react in a particular manner. We do not know why. These are our innate vastas. So in the ninth book, they are in the ninth book, they are trying to talk about how to overcome these vastas also. So basically, they are trying to remove one vice after another, after another. They are bringing forth that this is called a vice. This is a virtue. Many a times today, we do not know what is a vice, what is a virtue. We have actually, you know, we have actually, even our conscious, many a times we say, right, listen to your conscious. No, that has also become deluded. So when we read these scriptures, they tell us what is the right way to be, what is the right virtue, what is the right way to behave, how should a grihast live, how should a sannyasi live, how should a vadaprasti live, what is the decorum that a brahmachari should follow. We have forgotten everything. So our scriptures are telling us that you are humans and this is the right way you should live. This is what is expected of a human being to reach his utmost potential, which is nothing but divine. You are Sat, Chit, Anand. You are that beautiful bliss. You are the happiness you are chasing. We seek happiness outwardly, right? We seek happiness in everything outside. Happiness is me. I am happiness. I am Anand. I have forgotten. And that is what the scriptures are trying to tell us. And that is what is the power of the scriptures. In fact, as we go on, then we'll talk about Nirod, Bhukti and Ashray. Surrender. Ashray is surrender. When we are talking about Nirod, how does one control the mind to love the Lord? That is where the Krishna Leela is going to come in. Briefly saying, okay, this is division. Step by step, manual of us humans is Srimad Bhagavat Mahapura. If read with an open mind, if heard with an open mind, it teaches us and it tells us that we are the most divine and the precious creation of Lord who have been made just like Him. We are no different. We are all loving, all caring, all giving, all kind. We can expand our hearts to such a level that the entire world becomes one with us. And this can be done just by reading our scriptures. 
every endeavor that we take would be fulfilled because we would know how to reach the best of our potential so is it true for everybody at the edition story that we did the play between shukdev ji and raja janak to teach us this it is telling us no specification no prerequisite a grihasth and a sanyasi are equal on this quest nobody is lower nobody is higher so we grihasthis we students people like us should take this opportunity to understand our scriptures why not what is stopping us there was a great sage before we end the session there was a great sage called eknath the sage eknath had a son in law who had gone the wrong way and his ba his daughter was very distressed so his daughter came to her father and said father my husband is you know doing so and so things what do i do how do i help him come out of this buck that he is getting into sage eknath said nothing all you have to do is request him to read one verse or two verse of any scripture be it gita at that time he said gita it could be bhagavatam before he sleeps just ask him to read two verses of the scripture before he sleeps ask him to narrate these two verses and explain them to you before he sleeps his daughter said this is all that i have to do ek dad ji said beta have faith in the power of the scriptures these are our living gurus and this is what she did at that husband of hers became a saint nothing else was needed and that is what is the study of scriptures it shines it takes away the dirt because we are the all knowing all divine entities kabhi 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 hum log bhool jate hain about our own divinity at the scriptures just show us the mirror and tell us see this is what you are the shiny glorious divine self capable of anything in this world you are a human don't forget that balur bhav balur bhav balur bhav that is the right way of studying a scripture first thing is and studying a scripture helps you self transform the first step is adhyan karo read or listen to the scripture once you have read and listened to the scripture you have to do badan keep baling over it don't forget it even if you have read one chapter if you if you have read one story keep keep churning it in your mind pondering over it thinking it thinking about it keep the process of thought going on in your mind and then narrate it do pravachan tell the story to your child tell the story to your friend we need to talk about something now why not talk about the scriptures and our lord that's the best thing to talk about put aside the gossip put aside the negativity bhaiya prabhu ki baat karenge charcha karenge pravachan ho gaya right we'll talk about the lord it becomes a pravachan what else is it and then when you start talking about the lord constantly it will automatically come in your vyavhar it will become a way of life it will become you 
it will self transform you so what is it you have to do adhyayan adhyayan that is read and hear the scriptures badan constant thinking 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 pravachan talk about what you have learned why do we shy away in talking about the lord and the good things that we have learned from our scriptures and then as we talk as we think so we become and we will self transform into a divine glorious self capable of anything and nothing will be unachievable where is the religion and scriptures we are sanatan dharmis sanatan dharm is a way of life and that is what we want to learn from our scriptures jai shri ram jai shri krishna jai hanuman shri krishna govinda hare murari he nath narayan asudev shri krishna govinda hare murari he nath narayan vasudev shri krishna govinda hare murari he nath narayan vasudev he nath narayan sudev om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya 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 ram lakshman janaki जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण चांद की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण चांद की जय बोलो हनुमान की जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय 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 हनुमान जय हनुमान जय हनुमान